Welcome to the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta's podcast, A View from Liftoff Lane. This is your host, Tom Garrity. Today's podcast includes interviews with the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta's Associate Event Director, Jennifer Garcia. Jennifer will share some great insights about the different balloons that are registered for the 49th event. Also, Balloon Fiesta's Shemaine Giannini will give us an insider's perspective of three programs that provide unique ways to enjoy the 49th Balloon Fiesta. Specifically, Shemaine coordinates the guest experience for the Gondola Club, Chasers Club, and Glamping. Also, we have a special guest, CEO of Visit Albuquerque, Tanya Armenta. Ms. Armenta will give us some great insights and ideas when you're booking your travel, lodging, and activities that complement Balloon Fiesta. But before the burners sound, a quick reminder that tickets go on sale Friday, July 2nd, 9 a.m. at balloonfiesta.com. Look for the link in the show notes. The interviews in this episode were recorded on May 10th and Wednesday, May 12th. Jennifer Garcia is the Associate Event Director of the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta. Welcome, Jennifer. Thanks, Tom. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm so glad you get to join us on Lift Off Lane today. Before we talk about the balloon events taking place over the nine-day event, share a little bit about your background in ballooning, your first balloon fiesta, and what you coordinate for the event. Oh, thanks, Tom. So I guess the long story version, I guess, or abbreviated version would be that ballooning has been in my blood. Uh, My parents met ballooning in the 70s. Um, They crewed for a husband and wife team out of Texas. And then my other ballooning experience, um, my family has had a food concession booth at Balloon Fiesta since the 1990s. So, of course, I was obligated to work. Um, And then when I met my husband, he crewed. And so I kind of got the bug by crewing. And his hopes and dreams were to become a pilot and own his own balloon, which we purchased our first special shape. um, Let's see, it was in 2001 when we first got married. So... Fast forward that time frame, I've been working for Balloon Fiesta since 2012. When I started work for Balloon Fiesta, I handled the RV portion for the event, and then later handling concessions, arts and crafts, and then moving into the pilot coordinator role in 2016. Wow, you don't realize how far time flies and having fun working for the event. So in 2018, I obtained my... um, own private pilot certificate because, you know, why should I have to sit on the ground while he has all the fun flying, as well as being able to become the associate event director in 2018. So I'm well involved in ballooning outside of the office. I was the vice president for the local balloon club and recently, during the start of the pandemic, became the president of Albuquerque Ascension Aerostat Association. So um, I definitely am very busy. And that's the, that is, uh, the association is also known as Quad A, right? Correct. Absolutely, yes. So Quad A is the local balloon club of over 400 local balloonists who are either pilots or crew or just people who are fans. So definitely. And then my job role here um, entails dealing with flight operations, basically, is how you can kind of delineate the office. So flight operations involves pilots, balloons, officials, the FAA 
and it goes on and on. Um, I primarily work hand-in-hand with Sam Parks, the Director of Operations, um, and we just work together to assure a safe and successful event on the flight side. So, so, but in detail, if you wanted to break it down, I handle more. I coordinate and assist all of the 600-plus pilots Wow. from lodging to parties. I'm their go-to person for the event. And yet you have no gray hair. How does that work? Anyway. Um, I keep my hair chemically dependent. So yes, you can't tell if I do have gray hair. You know, during Balloon Fiesta and specifically on a mass ascension day, can you describe what your typical morning is like? Ooh, if I've made my alarm clock and I've actually gotten up on time, which I strive to get up actually early because if I'm on time, I'm technically late. So I, um, I usually am in the Sid Cutter Pilots Pavilion about 4 a.m. Um, and for those of you who don't know where the pilot's pavilion is, it's on the southeast portion of the field um, where I'm able to kind of check my emails, answer any questions from the officials who are usually in there grabbing coffee before their start of meetings. And then I coordinate with the local FAA guys who are in there to try to track down certain pilots or just see how things are going. Mm-hmm. And then about 4.45, pilots and crew's favorite time comes because we open the giant garage door and they come in for coffee and donuts. And then we do some additional pilot registrations. And besides all of that, I'm responsible for coordinating any government ride requests. Um, So government relations, as well as working with Amanda from media to make sure all of the media riders are fulfilled and they don't need to borrow a pilot from government relations. So once we get all that going, I head to the pilot briefing tower to be there for briefing, as well as to be there for any questions that any of the officials or representatives have. That's a great... And then once I get to... Oh, wait, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You, don't, you don't take a coffee there break? There is more. My point? day doesn't even end at that point. I don't <laughs> even know if I've had coffee at that point. So, yes. And then I make my way back to the Sid Cutter um, and check with, make sure there's no issues that need to be resolved. And because I also handle parties, um, I'm usually prepping for um, the upcoming welcome party where everybody gets to see everybody that they've been longing to see from around the world, navigators and pilots. That's great. So when, when the balloons are launching from the field, where's your favorite place to watch those balloons? Oh, my favorite place is probably amongst the crowd. Um, it's usually while I'm walking back and, or cutting through a launch site, um, being able to see the face and the look of magic and wonder on a first-timer's face, doesn't matter their age, um, is well worth it. So amongst everybody, amongst the crowd. That's great. We talked a little bit about your background. Let's talk balloons. How many hot air balloons will be participating this year? And what are some of the questions that you're receiving from pilots? Sure. So this year we are expected to have... At 600 primary pilots participating, but in regards to balloon count, there's actually about 720. So I'm sure you're thinking, wait, that doesn't work out math-wise. Well, that's because we accept primary pilots, but pilots bring more than one balloon to the event. So we have 720 balloons, but 600 primary pilots. So in regards... Yeah. Um, In regards to like, what kind of questions have I been getting from the pilots and crew? This year, yeah. yeah, as they as they're preparing for their visit out to Albuquerque, I imagine that you get, um, you know, there are probably one or two questions that keep coming up from different pilots on a consistent basis. 
Correct. Yes. So this year, the most, well, the most common is COVID related, Mm -hmm. which I mean, all of us have been adapting to the changes and um, their simple question is, what do we have to do as pilots? Do we have to provide a negative COVID test or a proof of our vaccine? Um, But technically, we really don't know what's going to be required of them. So we are working on that and a worst case scenario and a best case scenario for our pilots and crew. But the non-COVID questions seem to happen every year, which is their favorite is, are we still going to have trailer parking in the west lot, which is the lot that's designated on the west side of the field? And yes, it, it we are. It's become very popular. And one pilot has been so consistent in asking, will we eventually have electric for them to connect their tanks so that way their propane will be heated and fueled or warmed for their actual flight the next morning because it does get cold. And as much as we would like to say yes, it probably won't happen this year. It'll have to happen down the line. Jennifer, one of the things we use a lot of, we use a lot of these insider terms. One of those is mass ascension. Uh, In fact, we've used that already a couple of times today. How would you describe a mass ascension? Um, I would probably describe the mass ascension as being all of the 600 participating pilots taking flight above um, above your head as you attend or above the skies of Albuquerque. Um, that definitely is what I would consider our mass ascension. Okay, and so there are other balloon events as well over the nine days. Let's just kind of go ahead and uh, touch on a few of them. Uh, Dawn Patrol. Sure. Dawn Patrol is the pre-show that happens right before sunrise. Um, It's usually while we're at pilot's briefing. Pilots definitely look to them to kind of see what the wind direction is. Um, For the guest and spectator, it's the balloons that are taking off right before sunrise. Um, And they launch the first Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, the second Saturday, and final Sunday. So basically all mass ascension days. And then on average, there's usually 10 to 12 pilots slash balloons that may participate. And I say pilot slash balloons because it depends on the year on which pilots are actually doing Dawn Patrol and which ones are just, it's the balloon and maybe a different pilot. So, Okay. And so that's Dawn Patrol. Um, and then there are the balloon glows. Uh, talk about that a little yes. So we have three balloon glows. Well, technically we have five, but the first three that we'll talk about are um, the balloon glows is the first Saturday, which is the Twilight Twinkle. Um, The Twilight Twinkle is always the first Saturday, and that averages about 250 balloons, um, give or take. And then on the first Sunday is the Balloon Glow, which seems to be even the crowd's favorite. And that's on Sunday, and that's usually 300-plus balloons. And then the final Saturday is the Night Magic Glow, which has at least 200-plus, give or take. The other two glows are related to special shapes. So on special shapes, we, on the schedule of events, you'll commonly see special shape rodeo, and then you'll see special shape glodeo. So the special shape launch um, basically is the rodeo, and then that's the AM sessions on Thursday and Friday, and then the glodeo is the PM sessions on Thursday and Friday. We do anticipate over 100 shapes for this year. Well, and as we're getting closer to the event, Jennifer, one of the things I want to be able to do is bring you back on to kind of give us that special shape preview of all of the special shaped balloons that will be out at this year's Balloon Fiesta. Wonderful. There's some exciting ones coming. Well, 
And so one of the things that takes place that a lot of folks are just oblivious to is uh, are the competition days. And yet those are some of the days that really provide, I think, some of the more spectacular views of Balloon Fiesta uh, because, you know, they're typically, you know, the crowds aren't, um, you know, quite as intense, even though you can self-isolate around Balloon Fiesta Park. But also usually, um, you know, the, the weather, ironically, is, is quite as nice on the weekdays as it is on the weekends. So talk a little bit about the competition days, if you could. Sure. Pilots who sign up for competition are able to compete to be like the overall champion of Balloon Fiesta. Um, we allow up to 300 pilots to register to compete. Um, competition is held Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. We do have a competition on Wednesday that is a special honorary tribute. Usually that is the Sid Cutter um, competition, which is not included in the overall totals. So, um, but that one is a unique situation on its own. Um, balloons on our end, we basically group them based on their size. So the small ones are competing against the small ones and the larger balloons are competing against the larger balloons. That way nobody has an unfair advantage. Um, and special shapes, unfortunately, are not allowed to compete. Um, so that always is something that's interesting. Most of our competitions are what we call fly-in tasks, but don't worry. That doesn't mean all these balloons leave the field. Um, half of them stay and launch that are not competing. Those guys launch. The, co the competitors leave the park after briefing. They have to go so many meters or miles away from the launch field, and then they have to navigate the wind, fly in, and throw a baggie on the X or ring the pole which is held on Thursday and Friday. Those so are always so much fun to, to watch. See. They are, and they make amazing photos. So even though special shapes might be occurring on that morning and they might be staticking, on the back half of the field, people don't realize that competition's occurring. So you're almost getting two shows in one on Thursday and Friday. That's great. So which, some, which uh, events are some of your favorites? Ooh, um, I can't really pick one event, but I have to say the tail end of the week, starting Wednesday through the to through the end, is probably my favorite, just because you get the double event days. So you have the special shapes competition as well as the glows, and then on that last Saturday you have a mass ascension as well as a glow. Um, so it definitely makes you realize how fun it is. And then if we unfortunately have a hiccup in the weather then at least it gives you a little bit more time to see something that you had come to see. 720 balloons that are registered. Surely you have just one favorite hot air balloon amongst those 720. So please, at the expense of like raising the ire of all of our registered balloon pilots, <laughs> tell us, which one is your favorite balloon? <laughs> I can't pick just one because it wouldn't be fair because then, I mean, of course you should always pick your own. Um, that is your favorite. But to be honest, actually, um, after working through in our trading cards, that which is part of the gifts that we give pilots that all the kids love to collect, um, you really get to see the different designs and the beauty based on that pilots have designed or picked or had built that all have a special meaning to them. So you really start to appreciate the beauty be behind every pilot's decision and design more so than picking a favorite. Even though my husband's going to listen to this and go, why didn't you pick our balloon? So, but yes, no, I won't do that. They're all beautiful, but there are some very unique designs every year that you see that you haven't seen before. Well, that's a great answer to that very tricky, dangerous question. So great job with that. <laughs> 
Um, so where can people go to learn more about the events? We have a wonderful website. It's balloonfiesta.com. Um, so if you're wanting to, more, to know more about the various events, um, you can visit balloonfiesta.com. And then on our website, it's under um, this year's events. And then if you scroll down to session type, I believe is where you'll actually find the breakdown of what we've talked about, Dawn Patrol, um, the balloon glows, and mass ascensions. A great resource over at balloonfiesta.com. Associate Event Director of the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta, Jennifer Garcia. Thank you so much for visiting us here on Liftoff Lane. Thank you very much, Tom. Have a great day. Shemaine Giannini handles a number of key areas for Balloon Fiesta, including group tours, gondola club, chasers club, and glamping. Shemaine, thank you so much for carving time out today to talk on Liftoff Lane. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. You bet. So you and I, many, many moons ago, worked together in what was then known as the Albuquerque Convention and Visitors Bureau, now Visit Albuquerque. That was then, this is now with Balloon Fiesta. Tell me, when and where was your first Balloon Fiesta and what was it like? So I'm going to, uh, actually, when I started at the Visit Albuquerque or ACVB in 1997, that was actually the first time I'd ever been to the Balloon Fiesta. My parents were just didn't, weren't really into it. So we saw lots of balloons flying my whole life, but I had never actually been to the event. So I was thrown in, into the fire because I realized once I got the job that being in the tourism division, we ran the group tours program. So that meant I had to work all 14 sessions, early mornings. It was super intense, but what happens to a lot of people when they go to Balloon Fiesta is you get addicted to that excitement of the event and welcoming all these people that have never been before and seeing their faces and the excitement and all of that, it, it's addictive. It, it got it, it got to me, and I've been working Fiesta ever since. So it happens to a lot of people. Well, and I did not know that that was your first very when you were over at Visit Albuquerque that that was your first event. So that's that's pretty cool. It was. It was. It was great. Yeah. But we were just you know you're thrown in working hard. You know it's 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 hard work. So let, let's talk about first the Gondola Club and the Chasers Club. Uh, for those who might not be familiar, what are these clubs and where are they located? So the Chasers Club is right on Main Street on the north end of Balloon Fiesta Park. So that one is close to the action. The patio is right on the launch field. So we have a fence and right on the other side of the fence, uh, the fence that divides the patio with the launch field, you have a balloon, balloons launching right on the other side of the fence. So you can't get any closer than that. Um, Gondola Club, on the other hand, is also on the launch field, but it's on the far south end of the field, but it's tucked in a corner on grass. Great view on a hill of, of the action, and you can walk right out on the field and be amongst the balloons, but it is, it's a little bit more pic, pic, picturesque out there, mm -hmm. and it's a little bit of a distance between the Gondola Club and Main Street, so that's why we provide shuttling for that. So if you want to go to Main Street, we get you there, but... Chasers is in the middle of the action. That's great. So let's focus first on Gondola Club. What happens there? What food, drink, other perks are available? So we have an extensive buffet there. So that's, it's 
people love the food. Um, we have a great caterer has been working with us for several years, and we have it's a wide variety of options, vegetarians. You know, we we try to cater to everybody. So food is fantastic. We have an open bar, which is wonderful. And um, we have uh, our own gift shop on site, which is great. So if you want to shop, you don't have to go anywhere. You just got to turn around and, and do your shopping right there on site. And we have golf carts that take you, that pick you up in the parking lot when you arrive and take you down to the field if you like to go check things out. Um, and then we have a dedicated restrooms for us. So that is an, a really nice perk. So that's pretty much, uh, oh, and our premium parking, of course. Premium parking is is the key. We have our, our own route to get into the parking area and and it's close to the Gondola Club. So you don't have to worry about searching for parking spots. Wow. That sounds like a real kind of white glove experience as far as just you know, really being able to take in Balloon Fiesta and you know, just kind of soak it in. And of course, you know, we'll have, you know, kind of what the parameters are uh, related to any, uh, the state of New Mexico COVID restrictions, uh, the closer we get to July 2nd. Um, so can people just show up at Gondola Club and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'd like to come in. Uh, and, and if not, how can they get in? <laughs> So Gondo Club sells out quickly, uh, especially the weekends and evening sessions. And the last few years, we've sold out every session in advance. So we do not have on-site sales for that. We, we, I anticipate that we will sell out all sessions again this year. So purchasing them in advance is key. So I, if you're interested, I would go to our website on July 2nd and get your tickets early. That's great. So let's talk about Chasers Club. You you shared a little bit about that experience that is right in the middle of the action. Why why do you think this is so popular? I think it's the price point for one, and um, you know, sixty dollars a person is is pretty affordable. It includes food. We have um, drinks. There's a cash bar on site, so you don't have to go stand in a beer garden somewhere. You can actually sit, have a guaranteed seat, sit and watch the balloons launch, have a drink have some food. The seating is really the key part because there's limited seating on the field. And some folks, especially folks who maybe have mobility issues or, you know, don't want to just stand around or walk too much, that's a great option for them. So it's pretty popular for that. Um, this year, we're very excited. Not a glamorous thing, but we have added dedicated restrooms in the Chasers Club this year. Something that our guests have been requesting for many years and we decided to add it. So I'm excited about that. That is cool. exciting. You know, and we'll have the COVID safe protocols available for both Chasers Club, Gondola Club, and all of these other great experiences uh, the closer we get to July 2nd at balloonfiesta.com. Uh, you know, when, when we think about, uh, you know, Balloon Fiesta and that purchase, that tickets will be able to be purchased on Friday, July 2nd, um, one of the other fun ways that people can experience Balloon Fiesta is through glamping. Now, this is relatively new. Uh, share a little bit about this experience with our audience. Well, this is the third year that we're going to offer glamping. And it was, it's was it been very well received. Um, there are many music festivals across the country that offer glamping. So in, in 2018, we decided to give it a try. We weren't sure if it would appeal to a younger, more party-focused demographic or families looking for something new to do with their kids. What we got was a little bit of everything what makes it a it makes it's a really fun atmosphere. 
Um, the campsite has, it's on grass. It's completely fenced in for, you know, for secure reasons to make, make sure that if you want to leave, you, you feel comfortable leaving your stuff behind. We have a camp attendant on 24 hours. We have sec extra security at night. Uh, the first year we did it, I was happily surprised at how many balloons actually landed in the campsite. We have guests in their pajamas helping field crews with the balloons. It was great. I mean, our guests could not have been happier, and I was really excited about that. That's what I had hoped would happen, and it did. So the other cool thing about it is, you know, you can't go camping without a campfire. So every night we have the camp attendants and, you know, sets up s'mores and people sit around the fire sharing balloon stories and enjoying New Mexico's crisp air because it does get a little chilly at night and in the mornings. So we recommend that folks bring warm clothes and make sure you dress in layers because it gets warm in the afternoon. And we're adding electric blankets this year because it did get so chilly in 2019. So we want to make sure everybody's cozy warm in their tents. That's so fantastic. It a, it's, it's been surprising how, how well received and how fun it actually is. That's great. It sounds, it sounds like a great way to experience Balloon Fiesta. You know, of course, our guests can uh, go online July 2nd, 9 a.m. to buy those tickets to uh, experience glamping, uh, gondola, chasers club. Um, let's review the pricing for each of these, Shemaine. So for glamping, it's 500 a night and it's a three night minimum. And we have those divided in three uh, offerings. So it's the first weekend, midweek, and then the second weekend. So you, you have to purchase them in those, in the, the order that we have chosen. So, um, and that also sells out really quick. So I would go July 2nd to purchase those. Okay. Uh, Gondola Club is 125 for adults. 65 for kids between four and 12 years old. Kids under four are free. Chasers Club is $60 a person and kids under six are free. That's great. Now, do people need to purchase a, an admission ticket in addition to Gondola Club or Chasers Club? No, it's included in the price. So no, you do not have to do that. Okay, great. Safe to assume that weekends are the most popular if those are sold out and guests want to experience Balloon Fiesta uh, through either the Gondola Club, Chasers Club, or Glamping, or actually, let's just talk about Chasers Club right now. Um, what sessions or days of the week might have some availability? Yeah, the weekends and evenings do sell out fast. Um, you know, my favorite sessions are the Monday, Tuesday morning events. Mm -hmm. You know, people think that the, the mass ascensions are the most exciting, but I love the competition days. And Monday and Tuesday, we have competition. So, um, you know, we have 500 balloons that do a regular launch and then the rest of the balloons launch offsite and those pilots get to fly in and show off fine skills and, you know, you don't get to see that very often. So it's, it's a pretty cool thing. So we usually have availability on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, there are fewer guests on those days and the traffic is lighter and, you know, there's, the lines are shorter for the vendors. So it's, it's like our best kept secret that we really don't want to keep secret. So I, I think if, if you can adjust your schedule and come during the week, that's the way to do it. You know, that's a, that's great advice, Shemaine, because, you know, Balloon Fiesta already launches the largest number of balloons in the world uh, during the mass ascensions. And even on its lowest day, uh, as far as the fewest number of balloons, we launched in excess of 400, which is 
the second largest balloon event in the world. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I mean, it doesn't matter what day you come, you're going to see hundreds of balloons. And I, and I, t- I talk to people about this every day. You are not going to be disappointed. If we have good weather, you're going to see hundreds and hundreds of balloons flying. Outstanding. Shemaine Giannini, she is the person responsible for the guest experience with our group tours, Gondola Club, Chasers Club, and Glamping. Thank you so much for your insights today. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. You take care. A premier resource for learning more about all of the visitor activities in the Albuquerque area, Visit Albuquerque is also a longtime Balloon Fiesta sponsor. Joining us on Liftoff Lane today is Visit Albuquerque's CEO, Tanya Armenta. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you, Tom. It's great to be here with you this afternoon. Talking about Balloon Fiesta gets me very excited. And on behalf of Balloon Fiesta, thank you so much for your sponsorship. For our listeners who might need to be reminded, share a little bit about Visit Albuquerque. Absolutely. So Visit Albuquerque is the official destination marketing organization for the city. Really, our our responsibility is to promote Albuquerque as a competitive and world-class leisure, meeting and convention, and sports destination. And our work also enhances the public image um, as a, of, of Albuquerque as a dynamic place to live and work. What that really means, we're the marketing and sales agency for the city, as well as the advocate for the tourism and hospitality industry. And of course, that's been very important this past year. We work with hotels, bed and breakfasts, attractions, and cultural institution, uh, institutions, restaurants, retail, um, you know, our, our businesses, our retail businesses, along with events throughout the region, really to highlight all the great work that they do and make sure that we share that with the world. So, you know, you kind of hinted at this in your, uh, in your answer, but the COVID impacts were clearly massive, you know, in the visitor industry, like others, um, is pretty resilient. Can you share some insights on how this community came together? Well, without a doubt, the travel and tourism industry, both locally, nationally, and globally, has been disproportionately affected by COVID-19. So the business and job losses are, are just really, um, they're, they're unbelievable. They're just really hard to wrap your, your mind around when you um, just recognize how important the industry is to, um, to our local economy, but really to so many economies across, across the globe. Um, what has been really heartwarming is that it's a close-knit industry as well. Um, and the way that the industry has come together in terms of supporting one another, Um, and working to try to retain as many businesses, retain as many jobs as possible um, has been truly remarkable. So I just, um, we really marveled at the the dedication and the passion for the industry, the resiliency and the creativity that that has been demonstrated throughout. And now there's excitement about uh, reopening and really recovering um, and making sure that uh, those, those aspects of our community, which are just so unique, are there to share with visitors as, as they return to our city. You know, we're recording this on Wednesday, May 12th. Albuquerque Mayor Tim Keller and New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham are promoting that Albuquerque and the land of enchantment will soon be open for business. What does that mean for the visitor industry? Well, we've taken a big step in terms of recovery. Um, we're now in the turquoise um, so that there's really a lot more opportunity for exploration and, and experiences here in Albuquerque right now for visitors. 
which is important. This is one of the largest private industries for the city and one of our most effective economic development strategies. As we look forward, um, you know, really a couple of things. Um, we are going to start providing that much needed relief, as I spoke about, for the small businesses, and, and it will pave the way for our recovery with this reopening. We're told, um, you know, that uh, with the stellar, current stellar vaccination rate here in New Mexico, we're on track to be fully reopened by June 30th. And so um, it's a very, uh, you know, the excitement and the opportunities that come with that as we look forward to the, the summer and into the fall, um, really critically important. And, and just to say, you know, it's the work of Albuquerque residents and New Mexicans that have got us here. Um, there is those. There is also that commitment. Uh, these businesses that have invested time and resources to become New Mexico Safe certified and who've made the New Mexico Safe promise and will continue to that commitment as we as we re reopen and recover. Yeah. You know, what should visitors know as they plan their visit to Albuquerque? Well, certainly, as I just spoke about, there are these, you know, there is that commitment to the New Mexico State Certified Program, New Mexico State Certification that the that businesses have done. Um, also, that there is going to continue to be the, the health and safety of our visitors and our residents going to continue to be the, the top priority. And so um, for all those resources, they can look at updated information on our website, visit, visit abq.org. Um, and then working with our partners as we um, as we prepare to for event planning and for and for all of this reopening, just to make sure we communicate as strongly as possible, um, just our excitement and enthusiasm to welcome visitors back and how we are preparing, just keeping that up to date. So in a minute, we're going to focus on the activities that complement an Albuquerque visit during Balloon Fiesta. But first, Albuquerque is truly a year round destination, isn't it? It, absolutely, it is. I, you know, I, I say we have the best four season climate in the country. Um, we have we have all four seasons here, but they're they're all mild. Um, and and what that means is that there's there's really not a bad time to experience Albuquerque. Um, and it, that's important because we're known for our abundant and accessible outdoor recreation, um, our authentic arts and culture experiences, um, really uh, very fun cuisine, beer, wine, coffee. Um, and, and signature events and holiday traditions. So really any time of the year, we've got great events um, programmed for, for the city and great opportunities. And, um, and again, we're looking forward to welcoming a lot of that back. Um, also the Biopark and, and the Albuquerque Biopark, more than 20 museums that range from every uh, topic from ballooning to turquoise to rattlesnakes. And then I mentioned earlier, our cultural institutions were home to the Indian Pueblo Cultural Center, the National Hispanic Cultural Center, the Sandia Peak Tramway, which is the longest aerial tramway in North America. And then we have all these great tour operators that will let you fully immerse you in, in everything that's Albuquerque and New Mexico that'll help guide you through all of that. Tanya Armenta is the Visit Albuquerque CEO. She's joining us today on Liftoff Lane to talk a little bit about a balloon fiesta and uh, what activities there are as you plan your visit out to participate in the 49th event. Okay, let's hone in on October, specifically October 2nd, when more than 600 hot air balloons take to the skies. Um, I'm curious, uh, how was your first visit to balloon fiesta? What was it like? Well, that's a that's a fun question. First of all, the idea of 600 balloons in the sky in October makes me very, very happy. Um, so um, very much looking forward to that. My first balloon fiesta um, was, I, I remember distinctly, 
1998. Um, and uh, so I haven't missed one since. Um, I've been to every balloon fiesta since. Um, and uh, it has um, absolutely become such an important part of my family's tradition. Um, it brings lots of happiness and joy to us. Um, and so I just remember um, truly being, um, as a native New Mexican who, um, who hadn't been there earlier, um, just really um, just, just childlike um, behavior, just marveling at, at all of the color and all of the fun. Um, and, uh, and it was definitely love at first sight. Yeah, I, you know, Balloon Fiesta is just so important to, to me, not only the work I do, but really has become a, a truly important family tradition for us. So my kids, my kids and, and others look forward to, to this, this event so much. What a, what a great recollection of, uh, of Balloon Fiesta. Um, you know, one of the things that makes Fiesta and being in Albuquerque in the fall is the weather. Uh, the weather is always fantastic. How would you describe the October weather in Albuquerque? It's hard to beat the October October um, experience here. So gorgeous and ideal. Um, I really think fall is is one of our city's most treasured seasons. Um, so, you know, the idea of leaves changing, chilly chilly roasting season, the cool crisp mornings and evenings. Um, that it, then it warms up um, and it's, it's just a magical time in Albuquerque. So, you know, we do, we always tell visitors dress in layers, um, especially as you're headed out to Balloon Fiesta, you know, dress in layers, um, but uh, you're gonna be shelling those layers pretty quick. Um, and uh, it is such a, such a gorgeous time. What are some of the areas of town and activities or attractions that are sometimes overlooked by visitors? We have, you know, just when you think about, of course, Route 66, um, and when we talked about uh, the road trips, uh, great time to take a, to take a cruise on Route 66 as you're here for Balloon Fiesta. You know, as we just, I'm going to start there and say, as you cruise on Route 66, you're going to start um, in the Albuquerque Biopark area. If you're if you're headed east, um, we'll start into Old Town where. Uh, over a hundred shops, galleries, museums. Um, so really great from a walkability standpoint to explore all of that. Um, and, and then moving into, into downtown, cruising into downtown with some, some, some great neon um, and some great opportunities for retail and uh, a new food hall in downtown um, that's just been added. Um, there's, a, there's also a food hall in a uh, new, food, relatively new food hall um, in Old Town as well, in historic Old Town in the Sawmill Market area. Um, and, then, and then moving east into our university area and up into uh, Knob Hill, again, fantastic, um, fantastic neon, um, nostalgia, eclectic shops uh, to explore, um, very walkable area as well. And, and lots of gyms that I would say, um, you know, the, as we get off of Route 66 and kind of head into the North, North Valley, lots of, lots of hidden gyms for people to explore. Art galleries, small art galleries, art studios, um, for there to be exploration of more of our Native American uh, culture in regards to activity all around the Indian Pueblo Cultural Center. So it's just, uh, there's, there's so many um, opportunities and, and our website again is a great resource to explore. We've got several, we've got a blog on hidden gems that um, to really just discover some unique opportunities. After the balloons land, what are a few of the many activities that guests, guests can find uh, around Albuquerque? 
Well, the great news is there's no shortage of programming for once you leave the balloon field, um, there are, and, and we anticipate that there will be all of this available this year, arts and crafts markets, beer and wine festivals, um, tour, various tours, as I said, guided tours to so many of our arts and cultural experiences. Um, there's typically very uh, special exhibits that coincide with Fiesta at our museums and then traditional Native American dances, flamenco performances. Um, so, so just so much to choose from. And really depending on your interest level, we, we've got something for you. So there are many different balloon events, mass ascension, balloon glow, special shapes. What's your favorite? Oh, wow, you've asked some really hard questions here, Tom. You're <laughs> making me select. Um, wow, I love, I, you know, I love all, I love the aspects of all, all of those events. So. Um, I'm not a morning person, um, but I'll get up for Balloon Fiesta um, just so enthusiastically. Um, so uh, give me some coffee um, and, and I'm, I'm ready to watch Dawn Patrol. Um, I do think Dawn Patrol is pretty cool. I would encourage you to get there to the park early and take in Dawn Patrol. One, getting there early is helpful. Um, and, uh, and that's a pretty special, um, special time in the morning to watch Dawn Patrol. Um, I also love, um, I just love watching all everyone at the uh, Mass Ascensions uh, uh, taking in of all ages, taking in the wonder of Balloon Fiesta. Um, and and, and uh, the balloon glows are pretty special. I, I love special shapes. I love it all. I love it all. <laughs> you know, with the balloon glows, um, all of the pilots are given a stack of balloon cards. And <clears throat> back when my daughters were young, they would just go through like and start, you know, collecting all of these cards from the pilots. And, you know, afterwards, you know, they would, you know, be laying their cards out on the floor of the family room just to try and find, you know, who had the most cards and what cards that, uh, you know, her sister was missing or, you know, that type of stuff. Always a great time. Always a great time. Um, yeah, my kids are very similar. The cards and then it moved to the pins and we put the pins on, on, you know, hats and all kinds of things. So yeah, very similar experience here. Well, I understand that the next step is actually buying a hot air balloon. So, you know, I, <laughs> be careful. That one gets a little expensive. Absolutely. Uh, what, what's the best resource available to help visitors plan their visit to Albuquerque? Without a doubt, that is our, that is our website. So visit abq.org. Um, is, is going to be that resource that will keep that up to date, uh, up to date and, and really uh, the best resource as you plan your trip to Balloon Fiesta. Um, also have great social media accounts that you can follow uh, with visit, visit ABQ and visit Albuquerque. Um, and then we do have visitor information centers um, on site um, when you fly into the Sunport um, and in Old Town as well. Um, and then we will have a visitor information table at the Balloon Fiesta field midfield along with our life-size picture frame. So when you're here, you gotta definitely take a photo in our life-size picture frame with the colorful balloons as the backdrop. So lots of options there. Tanya Armenta, CEO of Visit Albuquerque. Thank you so much for joining us today on Liftoff Lane. Thank you, Tom, my pleasure. This concludes the Balloon Fiesta podcast, a view from Liftoff Lane. Thank you to Balloon Fiesta's Jennifer Garcia and Shemaine Giannini for sharing their insights on the 49th event. Also, a special thanks to visit Albuquerque's Tanya Armenta and her suggestions on how to make your October visit to Albuquerque bucket list worthy.
In the show notes, we have links to the Balloon Fiesta's website where you can purchase tickets starting July 2nd, 9 a.m. We also have a link to visit Albuquerque and the New Mexico True websites to help you plan your travel for this October. We will be back in a few weeks with a new episode. In the meantime, feel free to spread the word about A View from Liftoff Lane. It's free and informative and a quick favor, go ahead and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps. This is Tom Garrity. Thank you for listening.